0: why would you want to make something that looks like somebody else's
1: stuff good morning and happy hump day i am super excited to be releasing new episodes again after a short break for the holidays jordan from winnie wear is my first guest of 2021 and she creates and curates one-of-a-kind and small-batch tack items and shares them with her customers and hopefully some of you. She is super, super funny. I'm not sure if you saw my sneak peek on Instagram. If you didn't, she's talking about her Midwestern accent. She also has some incredible words of advice for those who want to start a creative Western business. And she really knows her stuff, you guys, because she's been in business for about 10 years with Winnie Wear. And we talk about how she made the jump to full-time during the pandemic this year. As always, please check out Winnie wear on social media. You can find her at Winnie, W-H-I-N-N-E-Y, Wear, W-E-A-R, or with the link in the show notes and enjoy this episode of The Ranch Collective.
0: So my name is Jordan Fuchinski. I own Winnie wear. I've been in business since 2009. Um, Winnie Wear is a company that makes custom horse equipment, stuff that hopefully you can't find anywhere else. Um, it's made in small batches or a lot of it is one of a kind. Um, anything that I don't make it by hand, I work with another small business that is in the U.S. A lot of them are boss babe owned. So I'm blessed to work with probably at least 10 businesses, if not more, that will work with me on custom orders or send me inventory to sell, to post on my website, on my social media, and then collaborate with my products. Um, it's, it's great it's really nice to see uh, my products collaborate with other products and even though they're totally different and it's a it's a fun niche business that I have
1: yeah I was super super excited when I like found you on social media I was like this is so cool and then I looked at the website I'm like oh my gosh this stuff is so cool like that you have like a giraffe print cinch set right I think it's right now yeah I don't know if you have it still but it is I was like Man, I wish I had horses just so I could buy that.
0: <laughs> Fun fact: I actually started Winnyware, and I did not own a horse when I started Winnyware. So I started in yeah 2009, and I don't think I got my first horse, and personally, my own first horse, until 2011. Um, I grew up with horses. Um, I I was in 4-H, and I actually used to drive minis and ponies in 4-H, um, and then. When I started the business, I was working in a tourist town in Wisconsin called Lake Geneva, and I used to drive carriages. And so I was able to use my products. Um, the Polar Wrap was the first product, and I got to use the Polar Wrap on some of the carriage horses, which was neat.
1: Okay, so this might be kind of a silly question. So I grew up in uh, Northern California slash Northern Nevada, and we say say Wisconsin, (laughs) but I noticed you say it differently.
0: Well, I definitely have a Midwest accent. In fact, we went to South Carolina for Thanksgiving. My fiance's parents just moved out there, and I think we were in Kentucky somewhere on our way down, and the guy at the rest station was like, where are you from? like wisconsin and he's like i could tell i'm like yeah i have a midwest accent
1: so i say well my one of my friends her name is amanda she's also from wisconsin and um you i i almost never ever hear her accent until she actually until she says that word and then i'm like (laughs) oh i can totally hear
0: it i totally have it i'm i'm very guilty i yeah it's 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 who i
1: am (laughs) I wanted when I was a kid, I wanted a, Mid- a Midwest accent so bad. I like grew up in California, and, and nobody there has an accent. We just all talk like I don't know. I guess normal. I don't say normal. Normal. But you, when you like watch movies and stuff, typically like there's no accent or anything. That's how I speak. And so I like had friends who like had accents from the Midwest. So I was like, I want to talk like that.
0: <laughs> uh, my fiance's parents are originally from Virginia, so they have Southern accents. So I'm super bummed even though he grew up in Virginia until about sixth grade, that he never like picked up a Southern accent, even though his family, his parents have one. So it's kind of nice to have them have one, but I'm
1: like, why don't you have one? (laughs) That's funny. My um, fiance, his parents are both like Montana born and raised and he was born there. So they kind of have like, it's very, very faint, but they have like a little bit of a Northern accent and it's, (laughs) and it's like only in very, very few words, but he totally has it too. It's so funny. (laughs) oh yes the joy of living in the midwest
0: we have our fun words
1: yes (laughs) um okay so you said that you were you grew up with horses right
0: yeah so um we started out with two minis my parents actually still have the miniature horse that i used to drive in 4-h that was back in 96 so that was a long time ago we really don't know how old he is um i'm not really quite sure how old he was when we got him. So that was my first horse debut. I really wanted to ride. And my mom was pretty stuck on uh, me learning how to drive. And we had a large driving organization in our 4-H program. And so I started with minis and then I moved up to ponies. And then um, it wasn't until after college that um, one of my employees at this feed store I was working at, she started barrel racing or would barrel race. And she kind of got me hooked on it. And then it all boomed from
1: there. Okay, couple questions about that. Yeah. Is um, is it, like, more common in the Midwest to have minis or ponies than it is, like, in other places? Because, like, my friend Amanda that I mentioned before, her mom runs a business, like, exclusively with, like, mini horses and I, she may have some ponies. But like that's what her business is, is with minis, and I'm like, don't I don't deal a lot. Yeah, we don't have I'm not really
0: quite sure. I think just because of the the driving program in our county was so large. But I mean, where I live here in Illinois, we live in the northwest suburbs, and it's a lot of like English and dressage people. Actually, okay. there's not a lot of Western people here in Illinois. In Wisconsin, there is. Um, and there's a few like minis as for like therapeutic stuff, but mostly it's. It's full-size horses, so I think that was just kind of a, that's just like a fluke that there was so many minis and ponies just because of the driving
1: program. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Okay, so you, do you currently barrel race stuff? I do, yes. I have a nine-year-old quarter horse
0: quarter. I got him about, uh, just over a year ago, I had another appendix gelding for about six years, and he unexpectedly, sadly, passed away last September, so... I found Porter, and we're we really we trying to we're starting to finally click together as a team. Um, Gatsby was a free runner. Uh, large 16-hand appendix gelding, and Porter is, oh. is stout and um, definitely a push style. So I've had to change my style of riding. After six years of dealing with a, a free runner, it's really hard to switch your gears to a
1: push style. Can you, um, for I may have some listeners Absolutely. who aren't like super familiar with what that means. Can you explain kind of what sure. those two so, mean? So uh
0: free runner would be, I actually didn't really have to do much with Gatsby um, I was lucky that when I purchased him, he was pretty much already finished on the pattern. He knew what to do. So when I would do the pattern on him, I would just send him up to the first barrel and he would turn. And I didn't really have to do much with my legs or a little bit, obviously, with my hands. But I really didn't have to do much with my legs. Um, Porter. I have to really work hard in order to put my inside leg on him so he shapes around the barrel nice. I really have to kick hard and hustle. Um, I went to a barrel race on sun, uh, this last Sunday and we've been riding a little bit. You know, it's winter here in, in Wisconsin, but like I said, or in Illinois. Um, we haven't really got, we haven't had any snow yet, thank God, but I'm still trying to ride at least twice a week just so we kind of stay a little in shape, but I was. I was out of breath after my run and it was a small <laughs> pattern too. It like it was only like a, a fifteen second, you know, which is probably slow. But, um, just because I just really have to work at it. I really have to be a jockey with him. I just can't what's nice about Gatsby, I just literally sit in the saddle and he did his thing and this one I I really have to work for it, which is more fun, I guess. You know, you
1: you have a good run. You know you worked hard to get it. It'll make you a better run yeah. if you have to work a little bit yeah. harder, too. Yeah, I'm
0: feeling a lot more confident with him. We struggled a lot this summer. This was our um, a, kind of Porter's first summer, really competing a lot, too. He had a late start. I don't think he even got broke out to ride till so he was at least three or four. And he didn't see the barrel pattern until he was maybe five or uh, maybe six. And so I've had him for a year now, and he's nine. But this was his first year of really going to a lot of shows. And and a lot of these barrel races that we went to were large, large attendance, like, you know, over 300 people running in one class kind of thing. And, oh, yeah, um, we have a lot of great produced barrel races around here. Um, We're really fortunate. So I really should have taken him to a lot of district shows, which are smaller, maybe like 100 people or less. But because of COVID, a lot of arenas didn't want to do that. So um, I, about 45 minutes away from me in Wisconsin is actually my county fairgrounds where I grew up and we had a lot of barrel races there in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And it's really hard to be competitive with these horses that probably got started when they were two or three and they ran for fraternities, which is not my area of expertise, but you know, they have got started young where my horse hadn't got started till he was older and it's really kind of just, we tried really hard, you know, we struggled in this arena. I did not, I maybe won a hundred dollars total this year. We won't talk about the money that I spent on entry fees. <laughs> so, but this fall we're, we're getting better. So just, it just takes time, you know, to become, to become one and to become a partner and, and to learn how to, you know, we've changed multiple bits and stuff like that. Just fine tuning everything so I'm looking forward to this next year because I feel like the last few times I've had some really nice runs on him.
1: We actually won money last Sunday too. Yay! <laughs>
0: well, there yeah, you go. We're
1: progress. <laughs> I love it. I did a little bit of social media okay. stalking because that's who I am as that's a person. Okay. Um, I saw, <laughs> I saw that you um. Went to the University of Wisconsin and your degrees in agricultural business. Correct. Yep,
0: I went to UW Platteville, which um, is on the western part of the side of Wisconsin. Um, it's agriculture school, so I went for agriculture business, and then I minored in communications and marketing. So I guess it has to do with my business, but I kind of joke like I probably didn't need to go to college for what I'm doing, but at least my college is paid off, so <laughs> I feel I feel better about that. But I. Uh, when I graduated college, I worked for a radio station selling marketing or radio advertisement. Um I worked at a local co-op farmer's co-op for um, maybe I think four or five years and I did marketing for them. And then I was a, a manager for one of the locations. Um, and that's kind of when I started Winnie Wear. And then I've always had another part-time job on the side. I'm the kind of person that it's really hard for me to sit still. We have a, our friend Nate teases me and he goes, how many jobs have you had? I actually have a list in my phone. There's over 30 since I've been 16. I oh wow. had, I just like to do random stuff. Like I will pet sit, you know, periodically. Like I have an account on rover.com and you know, there's, some people that I'll watch their cats or whatever. I worked for hot air balloon before company before I drove the carriage horses. Um, yeah. It's really, I just, I like to be busy. I, I like to stimulate my brain. Like today <laughs> was kind of a slow day for me. And because I've, I'm caught up on, on all orders and mean might cut off date for Christmas has passed. But of course, like I'm still trying to work on custom orders so I can get them in time for Christmas they weren't guaranteed, but I'm definitely trying to work hard. So right now I'm waiting on supplies to come in. So it was kind of a slow day, and I was talking to my mom on the phone today. I'm like, I really don't know what to do with myself. Like, I don't like sitting still. And I, I found time. I
1: found stuff to do. I found that, like, I'm the same way. So, like, when the pandemic first hit, I was um, laid off from... My job and uh, I was like, what do I do Like with all this time that mm-hmm. I now have?
0: I was um, working um, at a salon part-time doing reception, working 20 hours a week maybe like five hours a day was perfect because I have I have a short attention span where I can't do the same thing for nine hours I would be I would never be able to do a factory job like at all so that's what I love about Winnie is I wake up in the morning and I have coffee and any orders that got placed from the time I took the mail or the mail picked up the packages from the day before i get those packaged up and labeled and then i will start maybe working on reins or i'll work on polos and i I switch different things throughout the day It just keeps my attention span and then i have a peloton which is great because i don't have to go anywhere and so i like hop on my spin bike at maybe like one o'clock and just kind of breaks up my day and then i go back to work and yeah i just like to do it's 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 great for my, like I said, my attention span for work, and, and I like I can get a lot done throughout the day by working on multiple things in one day.
1: Oh, for sure. Speak. Speaking of working on multiple things, okay. So you make some of your stuff in house. What do you make? So the polar time? apps
0: was actually the first item that launched Winnie Wear, So I make the polar wraps in house. Um, the, I, I cut the fleece, like, you know, I buy the fleece wholesale and I cut the fleece and I add the custom Velcro that has my logo printed on it. Um, I make the braided uh, barrel reins. Um, I also, um, let's see what else I make. I bling stirrups. Um, I don't do that very often. Um, and then, like I said, anything I don't make, I work with another small business. I used to make the cinch straps, the off billets and the latigos that go on the Western saddles. But the company that's making the sport boots and the bell boots for me, um, they are now manufacturing them. It just helps get stuff out faster. You know, before I'd have to order the webbing and it'd come in a big roll and I had to lay it out and measure the strips and then mark all the holes and then burn all the holes. So it's so much nice to have a company just make it for me. And not that I don't want to make it, but. If I can get products to people faster, absolutely let's do that. And then I can focus on other items as well.
1: So, how did you learn to make the stuff that you do? You know,
0: make? I, it's like trial and error. So, the polar wraps, I don't really remember. I'm sure I just had one and I just decided to make it. Um, so, I started Winniewear because of a friend that owns a jewelry business and she was going to Augusta, Georgia. In January, um, they have this um, cutting show. I can't remember what it's called, probably the Augusta Cutting Fraternity. It was 10 days long, and she was going to set up a booth. And she goes, why don't you come with me? Why don't you make something? And then you can sell it while you're there. And she you know, wanted me there to help her at her booth. So that's how it got started. So I started making the Polar Apps. And then, you know, people would be like, oh, can you make this? And can you make this? And so that's how it just kind of snowballed into the large amount of items that I carry um braided reins I worked with a couple different companies that I would that would make them for me and I would buy them wholesale and you know and I'm just so picky and turnaround time isn't wasn't as fast as what I wanted it to be so then I just learned how to make them and I do remember making those those took me forever when I first started because it's you know feet and feet and feet of cord and then you're braiding it and now I can make one in like 10 minutes, you know, a pair of reins, but my first time probably was an hour. So that was a lot of trial and error.
1: That's so crazy. The reins are so pretty. And I'm just like, you just make like you just make Yeah, it. yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, again, that too, like, I will make those in batches. So there might be a day where I will get the cord and I'll cut it all in pieces and then I'll bundle it together in the colors that I either am doing for custom orders or for I'm doing for my inventory. And then maybe the next day I'll braid. It just kind of all depends on what my day looks like. Mondays, I love Mondays. I'm crazy. I absolutely love Mondays because I don't work anything on the week. I don't manufacture anything on the weekends. You know, I do marketing and, and stuff like that. But I try to have the weekends like for me you know and, and or if I go to shows you know I set up and and sell and whatnot but um Mondays are great because I'm always busy on a Monday you know there's always custom orders to work on because maybe supplies came in over the weekend and um yeah it's it's, it's go 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 on Mondays I, I love it my day flies by
1: I love it sorry I'm taking longer pauses because the last couple interviews I've had it'll like for, I don't know if it's like Acre messes it up when it like compresses it, but it like lays the voices oh, on top sure. of each other. So it sounds no like right. we're talking at the same time. <laughs> we're not.
0: <laughs> no worries. Gotta love technology.
1: So technology has been so incredible, like with um, this podcast. So I co-hosted another podcast before and it was with two other photographers when I lived in doubt in the right. Dallas area. And we used to all get together and record. But if we had guests, we were able to like Skype them or use Zoom to call them okay. and record. But this podcast is a solo endeavor. Not a single thing could have happened with it if it wasn't for like Anchor and Zoom yeah. and Skype, because I wouldn't be able to yeah. talk to anybody except for the people that are right I've here in Austin. Zoomed
0: once ever. Like I just, you know, I had to. I had to talk to my financial advisor once and. And we zoomed because of the pandemic, and I've never zoomed ever again. So, just not <laughs> something in my in my business that I have to do. for you know, I guess so. I was a little hesitant to try to figure out how to, but it was pretty easy. So,
1: <laughs> I feel like it's you're like Zoom. That sounds well. Okay, so I remember like back in the day, Skype Skype used to be yeah. way harder. It was never just like you push a button and yeah. it connects you. You had to do all this other stuff. So then I was like, oh. I gotta, see, I was like, I gotta call into yeah. a meeting, but it's like, you yeah. just click the link yeah, and there it's you are. Crazy. I know. I had
0: to make sure, like, well, it didn't matter for her, but when I do, like, I will do Instagram videos and stuff like that. So I always have to, like, kind of position things in the background of my, of my camera to make it look like my office is not a huge mess. I mean, it's organized chaos, but <laughs> I do stage it a little bit. So, you know, if I, I'll try to hop on Instagram and do a live video or kind of just talk to people so I really like I really want people to know who I am too you know it's like some of these larger companies um, you know they. I want them to have a name a face with the, with the name or whatever so I like to hop on social media and, and talk um, or I'll post maybe a personal post on my Instagram too just so people can know who I am or if I'm riding like I'll post a picture of Porter so it just make it makes it more of a, a small wholesome business than like a large corporation and I'm, I'm not that at all even though sometimes I feel like
1: people think I am I said so, well it looks like you're you've got like super great stuff on your website and then it just looks like you're just I don't listen I don't want it to be like rude like it looks like you're more than just like you it looks like you're this whole big yeah. massive thing but it's
0: I try to make it you. look well you know when I do my <laughs> social media too I always say we and to Technically, it's just me, but it's not because I work with all these different companies. So when I say we, I mean all my other, you know, associates that I work with, all the great companies that um, allow me to sell their stuff. So, but typically, I'm I'm doing everything. I, I am the face of Winnie Wear. I am making the items. I am posting on Instagram, posting on Facebook. I am packaging. I'm updating the website. It it's all me. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little overwhelmed and I think I need um a content manager. I, I need like a I actually need like a a teenager or need like a 20-year-old that knows how to do TikTok and all that stuff because I have made the, you know, I have realized I'm not as young as I think I am and I <laughs> don't know how to use TikTok and I would love to use that kind of stuff for my social media content, but It takes time. I literally went to the barn one day just to make an Instagram video, and it probably took me like three hours. I also was talking, yeah, yeah, I was also talking to like all my people at the barn too, so that takes longer. But yeah, it's it's not easy.
1: (laughs) Okay, TikTok is like a whole platform. I haven't touched it. I'm a little bit scared of it. I have an account. I have an account, like a personal account. I've never posted anything on it. But, and I think. I was like, we're probably about the same age. I'm 27. And um, I, at my job prior to us moving down here, I we were up in Dallas and um, my boss had a daughter who was 13 and she was like obsessed with TikTok. And I was like, Molly, you got to show me how to use TikTok because I don't get it. And she like tried to explain it to me. And I was like, you just take a video and you post it. And she was like, yeah, I was like, that's done. <laughs> I, have, I,
0: I have it downloaded on my phone. I have never posted anything. Well, because you see like, these people doing, like, lip syncing to, you know, uh excerpts from, like, TV shows, whatever. I have yet to figure out how to do that. Like, I just need a young child to teach me this because I cannot figure it out for the life of me. But I have right. figured out some Instagram stuff. I figured out how to do, like, the Instagram reels, which is, like, the TikTok, you know, where the, the people jump up and then they jump down. They have a new outfit on. So I made one with Porter one day with a bunch of different tail bags. Pattern. So I braided his tail, and I had a tail bag on, and and I I looked super high tech. I had my phone on a tripod behind him, and you know I would then throw (laughs) the tail bag on him, and then the next you know clip would be the tail bag on his tail, and then I would have another one in my hand and I'd throw the tail bag at him, and then it'd show up on his tail. So it it took some time, and it was not easy. So kudos to all those young children that know how to do that very quickly, because that's not my forte.
1: It is not mine (laughs) either. But, um, okay, so since you mentioned um, a few times that you work with multiple vendors, how did you find, like, who you don't mind sharing who they are and um, how you found them? It just
0: kind of all depends. Um, My friend who makes the slinkies and the tail bags, she originally was from Wisconsin. I ran into her multiple times at different trade shows. Um, I kept bugging her to let me buy wholesale. And finally she caved in and now she actually makes stuff pretty much just for me. Um, she moved out to New Jersey with her daughter. Um, they have a boarding business and then she just, yeah, makes stuff for anywhere, you know, to the fact where, um, we even now have my logo on a tag that we put on like the tailbags or the slinkies, the, the slinky hoods. Um, I think, yeah, it's just kind of networking. Um, trying to think there is a fellow in Florida that makes the leather reins for me so it's a herman oak uh leather rein like a long a a connected rein like a barrel rein and then it's laced with um kangaroo lace so it's colored lace and I worked with him his um ex-wife what they were buying for me and then he and I started working together and it's funny I've never met this guy I've been working with him for about Two or three years now, we just talk on the phone, and he sends me inventory, and I post it on my website. And then at the end of or beginning of each month, I run a report to see how much I sold, and I send him a check. So I'm really lucky that a lot of these companies let me; um, they let me pay for the items that I sold, um, so I don't have to invest a lot of money. But they also know that I'm posting on social media constantly, and that their products are being seen. Um, I'm trying to think there is a uh, radical expressions. She's out of um, Hagerstown, Maryland. I've never met her and she does beat it over unders. Um, she'll send me stuff. It's just, yeah, I, I, I think I've reached out to a few people, but I think it's just kind of, it's fallen into my lap. Um, I maybe I've had people contact me, but it, it, it's just how the luck of the draw of how I found these people. I, I honestly can't remember how I found everybody. Um, and it, yeah, it's crazy. Cause like I said, some of these people I've never met, you know, it's, I wish I have, you know, I would love to meet them in person. Just it hasn't
1: happened yet. Um, how long, when did you say you uh, started? When do you feel like you like got success? Did it Honestly, take a long time? it's or? been
0: like in the last two years and this, I was going to say, so I worked at a salon during the front desk. And then Illinois shut down in April. And they, you know, when I say shut down, you know, like salons closed and and businesses closed and and finally reopened. And so the salon did not reopen until June. And the first month, like April to May, you know, I was just focusing on my business. and, And I don't know if people were really trying to support small businesses because they just, you know, they didn't want us to fail um, I don't know if maybe people were bored and they were buying stuff, but you know, April was great. I was super busy and then I told my fiance Ryan, I go, you know, I don't really want to go back to the salon when they open. And I said and then it got extended another month into June and I said, you know, I'm going to wait till middle of May, see how things are going and then if they're going well, I'm going to call her and tell her I'm not coming back. And sure enough, so I'm doing officially doing WinnieWear full time. <laughs> Since I've opened, you know, since I've started my business, Um, but this year has been amazing. I've brought in new products. I'm working with a manufacturing company um, who's making the sport boots and the bell boots for me. They're making, um, like I said, the cinch straps for me. They're making the pommel packs, which is, you know, the bag that you put on the, um, it's like a saddle fanny pack. It goes on the front of your Western saddle. Um, and they're awesome to work with. And, you know, that's really helped build the business. Um, I'm working with a new leather lady, um, Velocity Leather. She's out of Georgia. I worked with her years ago when she took a hiatus and then she contacted me again this spring and says, I really want to get back into leather. I really love doing it. Would you be interested in working with me? And it was, it was great because I was transitioning from my previous leather maker, you know, and I was looking for somebody and she's great. She, we now do printed leather. So she took the images that I have, for like my cinch straps and my pommel packs, um, so like sunflower and these Aztec prints. I sent her the images, and she she prints the images right onto the leather. So it's so cool. We have an exclusive leather design to match all the sport boots and everything now, which is just really neat. There's not a lot of companies that do that. So, if you want to be super matchy-matchy, Winnie wear is your company
1: to do it. We can hook you up. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. And you also have some, like, human people Yeah, videos. yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, because, you know, I go to shows and, and there's tons of people that, that don't have horses. So, I really like to try to add in those items, too. So, um... I just made these like two weeks ago. I made these fleece winter headbands, which are actually from extra polar wraps that I had laying around. So I joke I like to use all parts of the buffalo. So when I'm making when I'm making the polar wraps, <laughs> you know, sometimes I will have this random extra polar wrap just because of how the fleece gets cut or whatever. Um, and I don't want to throw it out, so I've had a collection of them and I started making these headbands. Um, we're doing dog stuff as well. So one of the new items that we launched in the last um, month or two, are dog jackets. And those are really cool. It's like a little miniature version of a horse, of a horse blanket. So it's the same waterproof 1250 denier is heavy duty. Um, my dog Stella goes to the barn with me. And like I said, it's like the ranchiest of dogs. And she's zipping through the woods when I'm <laughs> riding because she's searching for squirrels. It's really heavy duty material. It's the same material, actually, that we use for the pommel packs. And the same material as the ballistic bell boots, so you know if it's you know it's a heavy duty material when it's being used on bell boots for horses. Um, so yeah I, I, yeah, I work with. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, my my tailbag lady, she makes sling, or um, makes headbands and scrunchies for me. <laughs> um, and then I um, have hats, kind of in the in the same patterns as uh, like we call them the Winnie collection. Are like the the patterns of like the sport boots and whatnot. So we have hats with the Winnie wear patch on them. And yeah, I have people that aren't even horse people and they just love the hat and they love the logo and, and they buy it. And it's awesome when people are representing your business and they don't even have a horse. They just love your product and your patterns. It, it's surreal. It really, really is. It's, it's funny. Cause I've been doing this for a decade, you know, over a decade and it's still surreal. I mean, I have just you know the NFR is going on right now in Texas. I have a girl wearing my polar wraps every night at the NFR. <laughs> Jessica Rotier. I mean that's surreal. Like her pa- my logo is on her shirts every single night. It's crazy. It's just you know, and to me, I'm just like, oh, I'm still this small business, even though I'm not.
1: <laughs> right. That is. Well, that's actually super cool. Thank Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. It's um, yeah. Well, I've talked, I mean, multiple guests have uh, mentioned that in the last year, particularly during, since the pandemic started and stuff got shut down, their businesses have just boomed or they've made connections within their like local communities that they yeah. didn't have before. And it's always interesting to hear, like you said, you know, you've been in business for 10 years, but really this last year it's yeah. taken off in part, I'm sure, yeah, because it's, of that. Yeah,
0: amazing. You know, I... I, when I called the lady that owned the salon and I told her I wasn't coming back and because I really was that busy, um, you know, I regretted it for a moment because I think I was making like $200 a week at this job, you know, and I was like, did I just make the wrong decision by getting rid of this? And I was getting paid cash, you know, so like, you know, like, did I just get make a horrible decision by not continuing with this job? And I'm like, no, I have gone a month and a half without this job and I've been doing just fine, you know, so that right there. And, and yes, I could open up a store and all that kind of stuff, but I like to stay where I'm comfortable as far as you know I want to build build my business up but with a comfort of not being overwhelmed and going into debt and whatnot and that's how the business has grown you know start off with polar wraps and then maybe add the reins and then you know add some leather and and whatnot if I made it all I mean I would be super overwhelmed so that's what's great is I'm only one person I, I can't make it all so. To have this huge network of people that have all these talents and make stuff that I just don't have time to do or don't know how to do, it, it really, it's a unique collection of items that I that I offer and, and I love to promote that, absolutely. I don't, I actually don't know of another company that does what I do. I mean, maybe some of these larger companies, like larger tax stores, um, but a lot of these companies too, they're buying products that are... Well, mass produced or they're made overseas. And my stuff, you know, I really try to promote they're made in small batches, they're made in the U.S., you know, they're made by other small businesses. Um, You know, even when I'm doing a a launch of products or a restock of products, like the reins, I only make one pair of reins. And when you go on my website and you see a color scheme, there's only one pair of those. Can I remake them? Absolutely. But it's not like I have 10 pair of the same color. Because I really like that you can get something that not everybody else has. I sound like a, an only child and I'm not, you know, like I have it and you can't <laughs> have it kind of thing. But I just think it's more fun. Like it's so cool that somebody can buy a pair of reins or even buy a tax set. And you're like, wow, I am the only person in the whole world of the billion of people that are in this world. And I'm the only person to have this. Like that's cool. And that, and you're able to keep uh... the quality level you know, to where you want it to be too. You have a factory and you start mass producing leather tack, you know, corners get cut, the quality isn't there. And I'm, I'm, I'm a tack snob. I mean, I'm always looking at people's tack and the quality. And if it wasn't something that I wasn't going to use, I'm not going to sell it. It's as simple as that. I
1: love it. Well, so I am technically an only child and I approve this message.
0: (laughs) I just, yeah. I mean, I've never, I mean, Will I mass produce? And when I say mass produce, I mass produce like 20 items or less. And that's only if I'm doing wholesale. So I I wholesale my items too. Um, so Jeffers Equine is probably one of my largest, um, well known wholesalers. So that was surreal. They contacted me this year because of social media. So I was actually buying some of their items wholesale, um, like their bell boots and their sport boots and their hay bags. And I was, you know, um, putting them with my items, making these cute collections on social media, you know, know, of of themes, of colors or whatnot. And so she found me, um, the contact, the the purchaser, and um, they contacted me. And so now um, they have about, I think, six or seven different um, rain color combinations that they use. So when they order, again, they're only ordering like, six or more you know six or or less of of something so they're not even getting mass produced items so um when i yeah when i say mass produce, i'm not making like a hundred of the same item it's really small batches that keep that quality the same as well
1: yeah well i mean it's certainly much easier to ensure the quality is going to be the same and good when you're you know you have a dozen items exactly exactly and
0: even like with the sport boots and, and the cinch straps and everything too. You know, yes, there is a manufacturing that company that's making it for me, but again, it's a family owned business it They're not made in China, you know, they're made in a different country, but they're not made in China um and it's yeah, like I said, a family owned business that's making it, and again, when I'm ordering stuff, I'm not ordering a hundred of the same thing I'm ordering. Five pommel packs, five cinch straps, something like that. And so they're making them again in small batches and keeping the quality the same, which is awesome. 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 Awesome.
1: I love it. And I love like you clearly have a passion for like making sure that people who are buying for you are getting products and that you're in turn supporting, you know, small business. I I love it so much.
0: Small businesses are the backbone. I mean you know, I had to uh, it's been very busy for christmas and so even my christmas shopping is not done yet
1: what is a piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to do something that's similar to what do you're not doing knock off another artist
0: that is the biggest pet peeve um i have definitely over the years have gotten people you know phone calls or emails asking where i get my supplies from or you know whatnot and people want people choose winnewear because it's unique or people are choosing all these other companies because it's unique and different why would you want to make something that looks like somebody else's stuff you know like that's not going to set you apart you're not going to do well as a company if you're having the same product so you know get creative make sure that you're making something that is unique to you and your personality and something that you like making Um, absolutely. I mean, it's, I see tons of knockoffs. I mean, it's, we, the, the horse tack industry struggles with it constantly. And I have a large network that of people that I'm friends with on Facebook and you see people, you know, it's, it well, and it's a lot of Chinese companies too, unfortunately, that see a nice tooled, um pair of earrings or belts or whatever, and then they totally knock it off um Unfortunately, what is it? Showman tack they're made out of China you know it's a Chinese company they're notorious for knocking off other people's work, and the quality isn't there too a a tax set for a hundred dollars come on, you know, like <laughs> you get what you pay you get what you pay for, yeah so, yeah, we obviously like our stuff is more expensive, but we're also using the top of the line you know supplies um there's definitely companies out there that make um less quality uh definitely like a couple notches down from the stuff that we that I carry and that I make but I'm a firm believer you get what you pay for you know I have no problem telling people we use Herman Oak leather that is the best in the business we use Swarovski rhinestones that's the best in the business you know if people are afraid to tell you what their supplies are like what supplies they're using then
1: (laughs) that should be a a red flag right there (laughs) right yeah in a similar vein in like the photography business you know there's lots of people who will you know get their pictures printed at like walmart or target and then be very upset that they don't like the pictures that are on my wall or the photos or the prints that i sell i'm like well i go through a professional lab and they're like okay here's the lab and i give them the name of the lab and they're like well the prices aren't on there i'm like right because they're not gonna they won't sell it to you
0: well when i worked for the salon it's similar to that too i always like educating people you know like my sister has dark brown dark black hair like i do and i think she actually box dyed it too so which in the salon world do not do you know like uh you know what i mean like you, yeah, everybody we don't do that. like all your hairdressers like <laughs> yeah. do not box dye your hair and i think she w- but yeah, <laughs> my best
1: friend is a cosmetologist <laughs> yeah. so i feel and that I in my she soul she wanted
0: to do like she wanted highlights you know you know they you know they find a, a, something no. on pinterest and they take it to the stylist and they're like i want this well if you have black hair or dark brown hair, you are not going to be platinum blonde by the time that you leave the salon. Or if Mm-mm. you are, you're going to be there for 10 hours. You are going to be the sole client for them. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to like, it's going to be very pricey, you know, because again, you, you get what you pay for kind of thing. So I'm a firm believer of yeah. that. I I want quality because I want something that lasts a long time. I mean, myself, and it's funny, for the person that makes custom tack, I am the most minimalistic tack person ever. I own three bits. <laughs> I own maybe three head stalls for my three bits. <laughs> I think I own three pairs of reins. In, in the <laughs> reins that I'm u- using, I've had for four or five years, you know, like because it's quality, you know, and also I'd rather make money than have my tack room full of 20 pairs of reins or whatever. Um, right. You know, I've been added a little bit to my collection, you know, with the sport boots and stuff like that. But now I'm super minimalistic, too. And because, again, I want something, though, that lasts for a while. I don't want to buy a pair of, you know, like a tack set or something or trying to think what I would buy that I don't make. (laughs) It's Kind of, yeah, a saddle. (laughs) A saddle. But I'm not going to spend... Hundred dollars on a saddle, or you know, five hundred dollars on a saddle, and it wanted, you know, hurts my horse or whatever. And yeah, I'm gonna spend the money and know that it's quality and that it's gonna last. And yeah, exactly. It just again, you get what you pay for. Can we name this podcast anywhere? You get what you pay for.
1: <laughs> and yeah. like, I'm sure, if you want. <laughs> no, I like it. I'm gonna do it. Okay, I mean, what are you most proud? Um,
0: of? I like the business absolutely I always have and it was funny I was working out today too and I I took a Nicki Minaj um Peloton class today it was all Nicki Minaj or whatever and I don't remember what lyric it was but the one song by Drake started from the bottom now we're here like I feel like that is like the slogan of my business because I look at the pictures and I look at the products that I started with and where I'm at now and I'm just like this is amazing And it's a lot of hard work. You know, I, I'm happy to talk about business with, with tons of people. Um, there was a girl from the salon and she wanted to, you know, start selling stuff online and I'm happy to talk to you about it. And I told her, I said, I'll be honest. I started this business 10 years ago. It's literally been the last year or two where I feel like I'm actually feeling, um, profitable, you know, comfortable, profitable, you know, I'm always making money, but I feel comfortable where Christmas time comes around and I'm not feeling stressed. Like, Oh my gosh, I want to buy all these gifts for everybody and I don't have money. Um, You know, so I like, it's not, it, it is a very slow incline up there, you know, building a business. It does not happen overnight. So it's, it's really cool to look back at some of these pictures and some of the products that I've made and then see where I'm at now. It's been a lot of hard work, but I love it. Like I literally have my dream job. I never feel like I'm working, and I could do this job. I could put a 12 hour day in in a blink of eye and never have an issue with it. I mean, I'm always working, even if we're sitting on the couch at night, we're watching TV, I'm on on Facebook, cold calling, quote, "cold calling. I'm looking at Facebook groups, like the groups that I'm part of, and I'm like, you know people are looking for stuff, and I'm commenting with a photo of my product and with a direct link to my website. Like I'm always doing that. I'm never, I'm not finished. (laughs) You know, like I, there's more, there's more to come. There's more to come. (laughs) Saddles. Hopefully I'm, I'm, we're hoping 2021 there's going to be saddles coming out. So, um, like a small collection of, of saddles. So that will be the next, the next step, hopefully.
1: Alrighty. And then last thing, uh, where can people Um, find you online? It's
0: winniewear.com. Uh, Winnie Wear is spelled W-H-I-N-N-E-Y-W-E-A-R. It's all one word, even if you were Googling it. I'm pretty sure if you spell it wrong, you'll still be able to find me. I have a strong social media presence. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Winnie Ware. You can find me, you know, uh, just Google or search Winnieware on Facebook. I also am on Instagram. Um, I have a Pinterest account. I think if you search Winnie Wear, you'll find a ton of pins. Um, it's, I'm not super active on Pinterest. Yeah. Um, but holy moly, I think I have a lot of followers on there. And, and I know I have a lot of people that have shared my stuff. And that's a really cool social media I kind of forget about.
1: Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please feel free to connect with me on social media. It's at Ranch Collective Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes as soon as they're released. See you next week.